Hello, everyone. It's Dr. McCollum, and uh, thank you for joining us for this uh, week's episode. This is a previous recording I did uh, with an interview with Jillian White. Uh, she's one of the presenters at the Foothills Wellness Retreat that's coming up this winter, and she presented at the last one as well. And she, of course, was very popular. People really enjoyed her time. So she's coming back. And uh, my interview with her previously was on our old, uh, my other podcast, which is The Five Elements Letting Go. And we had never put this interview on this podcast. And so we thought we'd share it again. It's a very busy time of the year. So we're going to, all these previous interviews with our returnee, uh, presenters, uh, a lot of these interviews, most of you have not heard, so we're playing them again, and you'll get to hear uh, how much fun Jillian White is and about uh, her two new upcoming presentations. One is on her Witches Circle, which she talks about in this interview, and the other she's talking about Feng Shui. Uh, so any of you who've met Jillian know she's uh, very funny, very entertaining, uh, very sweet and very knowledgeable. And I'm very excited to present this interview to you uh, so you can get to know more about her and her upcoming presentations. Enjoy. Welcome to the Foothills Wellness Retreat Podcast, where we discuss the next Foothills Wellness Retreat, interview presenters, and share with you wellness opportunities here in the Foothills community. I'm Dr. Jared McCollum, and our co-host is Lisa Moraz, the founder and director of the Foothills Wellness Retreat. Well, welcome everyone to the Five Elements Letting Go. I'm Dr. Jared McCollum, and with me tonight is Jillian White. Now, Jillian's an initiated priestess, international soul coaching trainer, feng shui master, energy healer, a midwife to wisdom, a natural witch, and just about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, that's, yeah. that's wordy. Oh, my gosh. Labels. They actually make me cringe. Yeah. I don't like labels, but I do it because, you know, for business. But mm -hmm. I like yeah. to think of myself as Jillian having human experience, which is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know... Again, I was—I just had Karen Knowles in here uh, about twenty minutes ago. Okay. And the—we were just talking about how how powerful stories are. Yeah. And labels are part of the story to yeah. help people understand, because as you're, you know, on your healing path, that story and those, you know, that energy, whatever, helps you find the path that fits you. Right. Because we can't all walk the same path. No, we don't. And, you know, certain things call to us from already at certain times for certain things. And those, you know, labels and titles at times help people to find that path. You know, certain words, because words are magic. Words are spells, right? I and they agree. Help us connect to that energy that's going to help us walk our path. That's right. Yeah. Well, we are multifaceted. We're not linear. We're cyclical. We're constantly moving and changing. So those labels will obviously evolve with you. You know, mm -hmm. um, when one time I was a maiden, not a mother. <laughs> and now I'm a mother. And now my children are growing up and I'm entering a new phase in my yeah. life. And um, I'm always loving, uh, leaning into learning and growing and trying new things. So those labels will shift with me mm -hmm. um, or change and grow or expand yeah. <laughs> words I love them words are magic they are your magic wand I agree <laughs> so some of those words I understand <laughs> and, and others like um, of course it's interesting like I see feng shui and this is something I get asked about a lot yes. because in Chinese medicine there's right. eight limbs 
or eight spokes in the wheel okay. of the tools that a, a traditional doctor of Chinese medicine would use in, in healing and balancing a patient. And they, you know, if you listed them from one to eight, right. from eight to one are the ones, it's from most invasive to least invasive. Okay. And from ones that the patient needs to do on their own to ones that you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of in between, there's those paths of helping them understand and teaching them these things so they can do them themselves. Wow. And so, uh, of course, like there's acupuncture, herbal medicine, Tui Na, which is basically chiropractic and physio and massage all in one. Okay. And then <laughs> you get into like astrology and feng shui or two of the eight limbs. Yeah. And these are concepts because, again, people have baggage on some of these concepts and they think it means a certain thing mm-hmm. you know like astrology everyone thinks it's a horoscope and this right. or that um the foundation of that that i had try to help people understand is just it's living within the seasons and within the flow of the universe yeah. you know it's not uh you know like we should be doing less in the winter and we are more active in the summer and there's certain things we should eat in the winter that we shouldn't eat in the summer and so on, right? You are this speaking is... my language. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, to everything. Okay. <laughs> and then when I speak about feng shui, because feng shui, again, anything that comes out of China, um, they have this obsession with making it as difficult and complicated as possible. Like the human experience? Yeah. <laughs> and so when I try to distill feng shui for a patient, yeah, I describe it as, um, like, how do you feel when you walk into someone's home right. and it's dirty and cluttered and, there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's an actual physical uh, feeling, yes. a response in our bodies, mm-hmm. not just in our heads or anything, but like this physical response and change that comes over us yeah. in a space like that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's feng shui. Yeah. And if you walk into a home that's, you know, or like a temple or a church or, you know, some, yeah. even some shopping malls you know, or a hotel lobby or whatever, right? Where yeah. it's designed well and it's open and it's flowing. Yeah. The energy flows, you can physically feel that difference. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, you can get out of the compass and make all these rules. Right. You know, but the the foundation of that is, you know, how, do you how does it make you feel? And is it in a position where the energy and you can flow freely? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so I, I get a, an understanding of that. Um, I guess a, a coach um, I understand a bit of that, but so <laughs> get, get, okay, help me because there's a lot of modalities lot, here. Yeah. Do you choose what the yeah. patient or client needs, or is it do you a little do a little bit of each in a in a session with a patient? Well, as you can tell, I'm a dabbler in it all, and that was my journey of healing and self exploration. So it really was not for anyone, but for me. So when I first um, started on this healing path, feng shui found me. I was very content being a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, I wasn't wasn't pregnant yet when I started feng shui, but I was married and, you know, feeling a bit lost in life. And Mm -hmm. I saw this pamphlet on feng shui. I'm like, oh, it brings you happiness and harmony in your home. And I'm like, oh, I need that. Shut it. (laughs) And then that 
I just followed my soul. So talking mm. about following everyone's path is different. Yeah. And that's how I've always led, led in my life is following what juices me, mm-hmm. what gets me excited and what interests me. So at one time, yeah, I'm a trained um, feng shui t- practitioner and teacher. I used to just do feng shui and then that's evolved to healing. Then that evolved to soul coaching. Then that evolved to witchery, which yeah. I always was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, and I'm fluid. So I don't tend to do one-on-one coaching with anyone anymore. I'm okay. group work, mm-hmm. but then that might evolve again. I just brought out my healing table recently, actually for my son. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's me circling back his life is cyclical mm-hmm. you know we come back to old teachings but yeah. for me feng shui transformed my life and that is my most um, solid foundation of how i grow yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's neat so finding that you know using those ideas and concepts to find that balance yeah around you and in your life yeah and so I, as as I grow and change, obviously what interests me or how, what I feel called to is going to change. I'm very, I always follow the seasons like you and what mm-hmm. I'm feeling and within myself, the seasons flow within myself, just as they flow outside of ourselves. But then there's no separation. Like you said, with feng shui, it's about feeling. So when you walk into somebody's home, does it um, raise you up or does it deplete you? Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> it's all about feeling. So that's kind of how I live my life is how do I feel? So that's yeah. why I'm a dabbler in it all. Yeah. <laughs> I get bored. Yeah. But that's that's part of that is as you, you know, I do think I find this a lot in practitioners that, you know, start in those fields of like Reiki or, yeah. or Feng Shui or coaching, you know, they're the you're looking for path and understanding in your life. And when you achieve that, you know, at times and feel that balance and that joy that comes from that, of course, you're going to want to share it. You know, there's certain personalities that just love to learn and pull together all the, you know, and it's interesting that, you know, the last thing you kind of shared with is like, you know, uh, being a witch, <laughs> you know, yeah. in that because it's you're distilling and adding all these ingredients and finding <laughs> the you know the spell or the yeah. you know the the formula that works for you. Yeah, the recipe. Yeah, I live. I build recipes and then I or I pick out recipes. So learning from different um, modalities is like a recipe. And then I take bits and pieces of that recipe that, oh, yeah, that's so good. And then I add my own spices in. And that's your soul, really, Mm -hmm. is I find we all have our own soul truth, soul's truth. And it's important that we follow that. So I always tell people when they come to me um, for anything, I don't know, um, take what resonates. Don't forget the rest. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that wasn't your soul's truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. building from that and trusting that, and mm-hmm. and then when you when you feel when you sink into your truth, you create space for other people to be in their truth, and then there's no fighting because you just don't give you don't give a flying fuck. You're like yeah. you you you're doing awesome. You know your truth. Awesome. Good job. Yeah, <laughs> that's but that's where you know we were talking about this last session about this idea of you know our. We let our our beliefs or the stories around us or ideas define us. Right. Yeah. Rather than understanding who we are. Yeah. And when we're lost 
and we don't know who we are, we will cling to any story that feeds our fear and our imbalance. And because we're all looking for safety and comfort. And these concepts do that for people. And again, whether that's religion or, you know, whatever side of the fence you ended up on during COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, extreme. Because I do, you know, when I look at some of that, it's, you know, like some people ask me, well, what do you do when a patient comes in and they're like, vaccines are killing everyone and all the, all the pilots are dying from vaccines and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, it, and initially it kind of bothered me. I'm just like, how do I, you know, I need help these people. I need, and I'm just like, would I do that to someone that came in and shared their faith with me? Right. That's so true. You know, well, you I, hope not. There yeah. are a few though, but, <laughs> but when I sit down someone and say, well, that's bullshit. Right. And that's harmful. And it might be, right. but we've chosen not, and, and we respect people's paths and where they are at their time right. to not judge and, uh, you know, try to convince them out of it. And that's why we always had, don't talk about yeah. politics, don't talk about that's religion, because right. that's right. that's their path. But now that's all we talk about. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I, and I actually just, because I trust that they know what's best for their journey and I'm not attached to their outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I can actually, I love hearing about it. Such um, extreme differences. It's not how I would live, but yeah. I'm like, oh, isn't that fascinating? Tell yeah. me more. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, and they're like, well, what do you think? Because then they're all of a sudden I'm non-threatening. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I'm like, oh, isn't that great? I love that we can have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that simple, but yeah. as humans, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and as long as those ideas don't limit their growth. Right. And don't, how would I describe this? You know, we can... I'll describe it in an example of a patient of some patients, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've experienced this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a client that comes in, okay. and their illness is everything to them. Yes, you they're know, defined by it. They, yeah, exactly. They've written a book about it. They yeah. have the Facebook group that they monitor. They have, oh, yeah. you know, all these things they've done over the years. The doctor says, "Wow, you know more about your disease than I do," and <laughs> all these things, and they thrive off of this mm-hmm. and. These are all good things, but when they become our focus and our identity, we're, when we let external things define us, mm-hmm. we can't let them go because that's letting go of who we are because we let those things become us. Right. And so... And if, it becomes the constant in your life. Yeah. And so how do you heal from something that brings you so much joy and so much power and so much ego? It, it's hard. It is to, hard. And so... Yeah. Helping someone like I remember one patient came in and he was all on, you know, uh, the dark side of COVID, I would say. Right. And there's and I'm like, hey, that all might be true. Right. Everything you're saying might totally be true. I don't know. Right. But what I want you to understand is this obsession. Has you stuck. Right. You are stuck in this place. And because this is the thing. The only thing you can think about and it's your your thing, you know, it has become a harmful mm-hmm. thing in your life. And 
just like with anything, you know, if we think that, um, you know, if the war in the Ukraine is tearing us apart inside and with this deep anxiety and sadness and pain for these people and it takes over everything, right. well, how how are you helping them or you when that becomes everything? Right. And so it's this constant battle of, you know, letting go of uh, these external things that we allow to define us and right. just find out who we, that we're not separate. We're not, you know, a, a lone wolf uh, with these brilliant ideas. <laughs> we're all connected and, you know, we have to make that space and emptiness right. to grow and move. Right. How, do, how does that fit into your healing? For people who are stuck in the... Um, the any story. Any yeah. story, yes. You know, I really... They're there. They come to you because there's a part of them that want change. Mm -hmm. So then I might, and it depends on the situation. Back when I was doing healing work, I always sent people home as soul work. And so, you know, that's just a start of them coming to my table and doing some energy work. But it really is about them carrying it on. It's a, it's a soul's journey, right? They're healing. We're like peeling the layers of an onion. And so I would give them tools that they can do action steps. So I would give them feng shui tips like, you know what? How about for today, you go to bed on the other side of the bed so you can look. When you get up in the next morning, you see things a little differently energetically because mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes I just need to see something a little bit differently or I'll do something where you know what yeah I feel that anger ah oh, let's go to the river grab a rock and tell that rock all those frustrations about COVID fuck COVID yeah and I would agree with them <laughs> and they're like yeah and I'm like yeah let's scream it out and then let's talk at the rock and then let's just toss it and then let's turn around and focus on something that is working in our life yeah. Let's let's see. Let's okay. I, I totally acknowledge this isn't working, but mm -hmm. let's also acknowledge what is working, yeah. and then that shifts their thinking a little bit. Um, so I do things where I can give them action steps, mm -hmm. um, just to switch their thinking. Like yeah. they're they're obviously for change. It's just some people like to take the longer route. Yeah. <laughs> like, and oh lordy, you like this, don't you? <laughs> and I have a joke with them. I say, yeah. oh, you like this, don't you? No, I don't. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> and that's hard when, you know, we're so familiar with that discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> like one of, you know, one of the Buddhist sayings is, you know, discomfort is like a, a, a call to let yourself, you know, free and to let go. Yeah, letting go because that discomfort you know discomfort is always a sign of grasping right that you're holding on to a certain point of view yeah. or a certain idea or the a certain right system have to be or, right yeah. yeah and that that grasping that uh that unwillingness to you know let go of that is what causes all suffering in our life right and it's a concept that because it doesn't fit into the Western thinking. Mm -hmm. And again, if you look back far enough, it's in everything. Right. But it's not something we talk about enough anymore. Right. Because we're all about competition and success and right. being number one and all of these things rather than, um, you know, and, and I see this too, the, this obsession with joy and bliss mm -hmm. over contentment. Ooh, I like that word. Yeah. 
That's a good one. That one just sinks in there. It's like, oh, that's, that's, like, that's comfort. I'm in it. Like, that feels so good. You want yeah. to lean back and do yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah. joy, bliss, those are great things. But can anyone sustain that? No. Find the comfort and the discomfort, too. Yeah. Sink into it. You're like, I recognize this energy. That's okay. I know it's going to pass. I'm going yeah. to sit in it for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the letting go, you're right. Um, people have a hard time letting go, and they don't even realize that they need to let go. Well, there's a part of them that do, because they obviously listen to these um, podcasts, or they come to you for a releasing of some form. But um, sometimes they can um, articulate what they're feeling, mm-hmm. but it's stuck. Um, and that's why, I would, like, that's why acupuncture is wonderful, because it helps release those I don't know much about it, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. it releases those energy points yeah. that they might be hanging on to. Or I would encourage someone to dance it out or scream it out yes. or write it out and yeah. burn it. Yeah. Do it. Write yeah. it down. Burn it. Turn your back on it. Do it yeah. again the next day. Write it down. Write that frustration down and learn the process, the enjoyment of letting it go. Because um, they just need to recognize it's a good thing mm. there's comfort in that it's yeah. not scary yeah. what was that word you said again oh contentment contentment oh <laughs> so good <laughs> well and i you know that you know contentment is being in the moment oh yes you know and being okay with it yeah and not judging it no. you know accepting it yeah yeah seeing it looking at it yeah like, I remember a meditation class I was teaching many, many years ago and, you know, talking about being in the moment and letting go of the past and the future and just being with your body and being with it. And, you know, and she's, uh, there was one lady crying at the end. Mm-hmm. And so I come up and she's being comforted by a couple of people. And I'm like, she goes, I just have a really hard time with this being in the moment because, you know, what if it's a really shitty moment? Oh. And so obviously at that moment, she was not going through anything, mm-hmm. but in her head, yeah. she's in the past. Right? right. And so being in there scares her and I, you know, but the comment is important because even if it is a scary, traumatic, difficult moment, right. how important it is for us to be in the moment at that time mm-hmm. to handle it and to deal right. with it and right. to respond from our true self rather than being in the past or the future and reacting to everything. Right. You know, I think um, uh, there's a great book by uh, oh, Andrea Barrett. Uh, she's a psychologist that uh, produced the new theory on emotion. Hmm. And just this idea that, you know, we understand a lot bit more about where emotions come from. I think in the past, it was this idea that they're inborn in all of us. All the emotions were born with them. Oh, it's okay. kind of part of our genetics. And yeah. we all experience them the oh. same. And every culture has the same emotions. Oh, okay. This is a very um, old white guy point of view. <laughs> and she's like, but that's not true. That's not how the brain works. Mm-hmm. And when a baby is born, it's comfortable or uncomfortable. Right. It's not sad nope. or angry that it's diapers being ch- you know, yep. not changed or whatever or you know, happy that it's got food or, you know, they don't know emotion. They know comfort and discomfort and they express it through tears or giggling or whatever. Right. And 
then we teach them emotion. Mm. And because the brain doesn't, you know, experience something and respond, it's not how the brain works. The brain sees something and predicts our response. Mm. So the brain is constantly predicting how to react and what to do things. Mm. It's not just, oh, this happens, I do this. Mm -hmm. So when... Because from a young child, when we don't get our way, oh, is somebody yeah. angry? Yeah. Somebody else. So, so we teach these little kids, when this happens, whenever there's an injustice or something's unfair, you get angry. Well, they're, wa they're always watching and absorbing our reactions. Yeah. So they're learning those. Okay. So yeah. then mm -hmm. we teach these emotions mm -hmm. and then they, the brain learns that, oh, when this happens, I respond this way. Because that's what I was taught. That's what mom does. That's what dad does. That's what I've done. And so the brain knows and learns these habits mm -hmm. but that's not reality no. that's just what we've been taught right and so she's like we can you know even there's cultures that don't have anger because the root of all anger is injustice right but if there's no entitlement that's right there's no injustice right and so we teach our kids through our faith and you know fairness and sharing and all these mm -hmm. cons you know rather than just being oh you don't own anything nothing yeah. is yours nothing. it's everyone's yeah and you know that's why there's cultures you know there's not there's like maybe one or two left but there yeah. was ones that i need to find don't those have cultures. <laughs> but that's the big focus in us and yeah. so when i hear stuff like this and I understand you know how really emotion works you know it puts us in a position to understand we learn these things we do. so we can unlearn them or learn a new path. A new way. And, you know, this is where I think some of the things that you dabble in are so fascinating because, you know, many of us have chosen to just let religion go right. and to move on from that. Mm -hmm. But again, in our evolution, we crave this. It's part of for millions of years, we've had some kind of belief system yeah. to connect us. I find it's important to have yeah. a belief system yeah. to help us in this human experience. Yeah. And and that's where, yeah. you know, ritual yeah. and, you know, whether they're scripture, spells, anything, these things that unite us and connect us and a way to express that awe and wonderment of the world mm -hmm. and the universe and something that helps us feel connected to it yeah you know not every way we are we are uh, we we crave community we crave belonging we crave connection mm -hmm. and so so through your practice do you help people kind of create you know a way to worship a way to connect a way to ritualize their lives I think so. I hope so. Uh, I, I lead by example, <laughs> I think. I, you know, my, I, I try and walk this path as every day is magical, um, even the mundane, and celebrate every moment, um, even in the not-so-wonderful moments. Mm -hmm. um, that's that presence, right, being present in what you're feeling right now. Uh, but I do, for me, like following the seasons, so I do hold... Um, witches circles or women's circles or sister circles there's many names now uh and where we follow the seasons and we see what what is nature doing and we follow that but we do it in ceremony um there's power in numbers and in community and raising that vibration 
um, doing things with intention. What is your, what are you intending? I, you know, and, and then putting action into it. It's so not just thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we use our words, which like you said, is magic. And, and then we bring that energy down and then we ground it. And that's through spell work. That's ritual work. You bring it into the here and now you're giving it form so it's not just an idea of floating around we're giving it action and form so we're bringing it into being so there, that's also this is where everything's connected a lot of these belief systems around the world mm-hmm. all have something similar yeah. um, idea that connects each other mm-hmm. and that's like feng shui um and everything has a vibration so it's great to bring those energies and bring it into the physical form that's why even having altars and stuff i find are really important because it's the intersection of above mm-hmm. and below kind of thing and and then when you see it or when you've made that spell or or say you made like those vision boards your our bodies which are mostly water mm-hmm. we are in constant um movement we're not we're not um a fixed energy we're always moving so when we have these other forms solid things that are a fixed vibration our bodies move into those vibrations so when the outside world is causing chaos we move into a fixed vibration so that's why yeah gatherings we all come with a certain intent so there's a certain vibration and we um, <laughs> bring it into form yeah. I, it's hard to explain what i do i don't know but it seems like everyone's <laughs> doing what i do too anyway so that's yeah. good too <laughs> but, but it's interesting i was talking to somebody this the other day about how you know if there's a, a united effort in a group over something, mm-hmm. the powerful that connection is and the energy it gives, mm-hmm. you know, why do people go to soccer game like those the soccer games in Europe are much different than anything here. Right. But yeah. you know, whether it's a football game, hockey game, you have a group that's all going through some kind of ritual, basically, a joint ritual, mm-hmm. celebrating, connecting cheering all at the same time, that shared energy, that shared experience, you know, those things, uh, live concerts, oh, all yeah. these things where we get in as a group, we choose to share an experience, a, an experience yeah. and an energy and a focus. Uh, it's connecting and it gives people a rush. And like, it's magnifying yeah, yeah. compared to you doing it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> like one of our one of our boys is like a big like uh, you know techno rave stuff oh, yeah. like the you know the dancing you know you spent uh, uh, five hundred dollars and wait slept in his car for a day to get into Shambhala. You know, oh, yeah. and so this just that energy and that connection and everyone together and just there to have this epic time and he's coming in with the right energy and they just all vibrate together. Right. Right. And myself, I, you know, uh, being raised as a staunch Mormon Mm -hmm. and not on the same vibration as everyone else, (laughs) even from a young child, you know, it just, put me in a place where I was where I chose from this to not like those group experiences mm, okay because yeah. I disagreed or didn't connect with right. it I'd be in this everyone else is oh and I'm like I don't feel okay you know yeah but I think that's where it's important that you know we open ourselves up to those 
to learn and find those paths and that, oh, that energy that speaks to us. That is exactly it. Whether it's, you know... It's, it's a woman's circle or is it a rave? And yeah. there's no two... Like, no two... None is wrong. No path is wrong. And what way you get there, some people, like for me, actually, I get a lot of my energy from just being in nature, going for my walk. Yeah, and like then the hikers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I do my prayers and all of a sudden the wind picks up and it's listening and I feel supported and, and grounded in that energy. Of, mm-hmm. You know, so for me, that's really um, just as magnifying. So, it, again, that's why, you know, I... I think with anything, it's important as humans that we explore and try different things and be lead with an open heartedness mm-hmm. and say yes, but also say no when you don't feel called to. But make sure you're saying when it's your first thought, oh, that's interesting. Go with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess I know for myself, I was in my third year pre-law getting ready to write my LSAT. And I'm like, I need a break from studying all this stuff. And so I went to the library and there was a book on the shelf and it was titled Between Heaven and Earth. And it was uh, by Harriet Benfield and Ephraim Korngold. And it was kind of like an introduction to uh, Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Mm. And so it goes into the five elements, the personality types and the connections to everything. And just the five element system just like... I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I read every book I could find that week. I interviewed an acupuncturist. I looked at the schools. And by the end of that week, I dropped out. Wow. And went Amazing. and did it. <laughs> and, but it's, you know, when we open ourselves up to that and when we feel like this current thing is not working for me. Yeah. It's not giving me the energy I need. It's not. Because, again, if something, you know, uh, what's that thing where you're people talk about you need to find your passion oh yeah you know (laughs) and if you don't help people understand what that means it's fluid they don't know but it's it's, one thing (laughs) yeah but does this give you energy yes you know when you're in that does it lift you up and give you add to your energy then that's your passion that's it and you can have multiple passions but if it doesn't give that to you no it's not your path it's not your passion it's just going to hold you back and you know, so again, I let go of um, all of that stuff, trying to avoid my own faith. But you know, we need those, uh, you know, the, the stories and the language and the ritual and mm-hmm. those things to help us feel, you know, connected and safe. But uh, you know, have a path that helps us to kind of move forward and. This is what I think is so exciting about this, um, the Foothills Wellness Retreat. is. Yeah. It's like a buffet of paths. That's right. And you can dabble here and over uh-huh. there. And if you don't like that, that's okay. Yeah. And then you can, or maybe you just take juicy bits. And you're like, oh, I'm going to add that to my recipe or my yeah. toolbox. And you're like, oh, I really like that. Like, you know, we are multifaceted. We are, we're 
follow those uplifting feelings like yeah that like that just raises me up that juices me I'm excited go with that and then that might change and just like some days like I took a long break from teaching feng shui and then all of a sudden here I just felt the energy cycling back again because life is cyclical it's Mm -hmm. a you know it's a wheel and we go back to different lessons and teachings and we can go dive deeper (laughs) so good but yeah I love that the fact that with the foothills um retreat that they can just dive into so many different ideas oh, yeah. it, it's you know to me there's so many things in there that i know nothing about me too. so it'll be really interesting to kind of oh that's you know okay i like that that's no that's not for me yeah. but you know and, and finding those things because i think it's important you know in the past it's always been well this is what your family and community right. and everyone believes you have to fit into this right and I think we're ready to move beyond that. Mm-hmm. I think too many of us are just throwing all that out so. yeah. and ignoring yeah. the need for that. Give it whatever name you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, find those things because we still need to have awe in our yeah, lives. We sure do. We still need to feel connected to something bigger than us, even if that's just the planet itself mm-hmm. or the universe or, you know, whatever. That that connection and then having habits and rituals and you know ways to connect us to that is is really powerful mm-hmm. um you know it's uh one of my favorite authors is neil gaiman do you know him no um he started out as a comic book writer but he's written many novels since but mm-hmm. he the way he describes well one the way he describes the gods is you know, humans create the gods okay. to their worship. Yeah. And the more they're worshipped, the more powerful they are. Mm-hmm. And when they're forgotten, their power diminishes mm-hmm. and eventually the gods die. Mm-hmm. And we create new <laughs> gods. That's fair. And we give more, you know, we give the power to that, that system belief. And so the gods in his worlds are, you know, there's like 70 Jesuses. And, oh, you know, I love it. Like, and so, but... In, he talks in there this concept about what hell and heaven are. Okay. And that they are what we create it in our own heads. Oh, isn't that the truth? So if we believe in a hell, mm-hmm. then, you know, one, you know, that's where we're going. Yeah. We go to what we create. And if we feel we deserve that. Yeah. Like, because in his. Create, it's, like, it's, and, yeah. Yeah. It's not our, you know, uh, uh, Michael, who makes the choice on whether you get through no. the part of the gates, it's yours. Yeah. yeah. Based on where your headspace is. And you if, create your reality. Yeah. It, what you think, you create. What you breathe, you create. What you think, you create. Like, yeah. like it's all like your action steps. Like, yeah, like you are probably living your hell right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because like, <laughs> I look at it as, you know, you know, from, you know, what you're sharing with me in the story, it's like, it's like you're helping people create that reality and that story and that spell that's going to help them feel peace in their life yeah, and, and feel connected so. to something greater than themselves to, to heal and well, my, feel whole. My, for me, what's most important is for people to feel connected with themselves yeah. and trust their inner guide not something outside of themselves within themselves 
because too often we're not trusting that mm-hmm. you're getting sources outside. We're we're living so many untruths, yeah. other people's untruths, um, not your truth. And then you think it's your truth, but it's not because you're not going. You're not pausing, like we said. Yeah. You know, you're not going inward. You're not being present because you're too focused on what's happening in the past, mm-hmm. which actually is what you're living right now. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you're thinking in the past is what you're living right now, yeah. and what I'm doing right now is actually how I'm going to be feeling in the future. Yeah. So let's go back what are you feeling right now oh you feeling a little sad right now okay as we talk how are you feeling now oh i'm feeling a little more hopeful now oh isn't that interesting (laughs) but so i really my my purpose i find is just um, giving people tools practices ideas that open the door to their soul And allow their soul to lead. I don't know. And that's actually a lot of my circles are. Is A big part of it is that we sit and hold space for people to speak their truth. And whatever that truth is, we hold space for. Mm -hmm. We don't judge. We have no opinion. We just allow it to be. And then it creates a beautiful weaving. I have to say I attract a lot of beautiful um souls that just connect and i think it's because we just hold space for each other to be who they are we have such um drastic um thoughts and ideas we come from all walks of life on paper we should not be friends or sisters yeah but we are and that's the power of going back into your soul and following your soul's truth yeah Yeah. well and it's i think what's beautiful about that is you know what do we want more than anything you know, especially as children, mm. we want to be loved, accepted, and feel cared for. Yeah. And if we're raised in a home that is judgmental, mm-hmm. that questions us, mm-hmm. you know, that Doubts tells us we're doing it wrong, yeah. you know, or yeah. any of those things, those toxic traits mm-hmm. eat away at our self-confidence. They eat away at our uh, trust in ourselves. Right. And understanding of ourselves and it disconnects us from our right. true self right. so we put on the mask right. of what we're, how we're supposed to behave or who we're supposed to be and if we wear that mask too long we lose sight of who we are right and in a setting like that like you're describing you know with the with this, these groups where there's non-judgment mm-hmm. acceptance just love and sharing that good energy no one has to buy in. No one has to, no. buy, you know, uh, support a story. We just yeah. have to be there, allow you to share it. And to me, that that is such a deep, instinctual craving mm-hmm. to feel that energy and to feel that connection, to feel that love, that to be able to offer that to people is a true gift. Mm-hmm. Because the, the loss... Mm-hmm. of not having that wow. and then you know to to bring and that's why it draws in such drastically different people because it's that core thing that attracts them and that makes them feel safe and then you know they're just kind of learning how to you know because again I, I the way i look at the world I, I don't think we're separate no you know i, I do think whether you want to look at it as we're like cells in a bigger organism. Yeah. Or if we're, uh, you know, all one consciousness, however you want to look at it. The idea that, you know, somehow we're separate and we'll always be separate even after this life terrifies me. Mm-hmm. 
because I know all the weaknesses I have and the difficulties I have. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. if you could just smush me together with everyone else with all their strengths and positives and kind of be part of that bigger thing. Oh, my goodness. You know, then you finally feel, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm whole. Yes. Oh, I love that. (laughs) No, you know, that just so resonates with me. And that's a part of what I find sharing your truth is so important because sometimes some sisters don't have words but they hear someone else's truth and they're like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is my truth. I, yeah. I fully recognize that truth and yeah. my truth. And yeah, and then you see that connection, that yeah. beautiful weaving, that web. Yeah. Um, and I should say brothers too. I've had some brothers, but um, I tend well, to I attract just, more sisters. I was just going to talk about that because yeah. I do think, you know, unfortunately for young men, yeah. for generations, yeah. this idea that, you can't, you know, you're on your own, you're tough, you're independent, yeah. all these things, you can't express emotion, all these toxic traits mm-hmm. that lead to pain and suffering in men. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for them to let go of that. Right. You know, that's why golf is so popular <laughs> because it's a, it's like a, a pseudo witch's circle. Ah, I <laughs> love know? it. You know? It's this excuse for them awesome. to spend, to spend time together without being looking gay or yeah. whatever as pussies like, all these terrible yeah, terms dancing around naked yeah. <laughs> like those ladies those crazy ladies <laughs> but so uh, we don't do that in my circle yeah <laughs> people are like I'm signing up yeah, no <laughs> but how do we help men get to that place how do we help them create these these connections these you know where, where does that come from? How do we help them? You know, that, actually, that really uh, that hits me right now because so I have three children. My oldest is a girl. And so what I've done, I've always been open to all clients. Um, I don't know, however you identify, but I, I just attracted women. And then that just created the women's circles, my sister circles, not yeah. really on purpose. It was just by accident. And yeah. I guess there are no accidents but I've been feeling a shift. So I had opened a few things to men. I had one or two and I like that. And that's why I like about these retreats that um, people bring their partners and it's more of a safe place and they can just try it out and mm-hmm. stuff. But I like my two boys, I, my daughter did everything with me because well, it was just, she was older and then it was always women where yeah. <laughs> my boys weren't so interested, but I know I'm seeing it and I wish I had spent more of that time now I feel like I'm having to oh my gosh my poor my my oldest son he's 18 I'm like oh I should have been doing this with him so I'm that's why who I brought to my table at four and we've been talking more and I said okay we're gonna do a circle and we're inviting some friends he's like oh my god I'm like that's right it's happening (laughs) (laughs) because it's important and they're being ignored I'm finding and Mm. um, they need to be validated and learn new things a way of finding themselves because they come with all these imprints, these untruths from society and from our ancestral DNA and what's been put on upon us. And they Mm -hmm. too, it's for us all to evolve. We have to all raise up, create that balance. The yin and the yang is just as important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if I asked you to help me create something like that for men. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Because I do think, I think there's men out there, and I do yeah. think there's men that are on the fence 
that if they, you know, were asked by the right person or the, at the right moment, at the right time, mm-hmm. you'd get those that would just That'd be beautiful. eat that up. I'll bring my sons. Yeah. I've got one that's 18 too. Let's do it. That's, yeah. you know, open for that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I do think. Once you start. Once you step through that doorway, other doorways open, as yeah. you can tell. One time when I first came out as a witch, came out of the closet, now yeah. everyone's a fucking witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feng shui. When I started it, everyone called it feng shui. What's that feng shui? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your face. Now everyone's talking about energy in their home. So yeah. now I'm, it's sort of funny. I'm like, geez, I'm mainstream now. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're the... So, uh, you're the one that's getting it all started. You're the, you're the trailblazer. So once we start, more of the men's circles or gatherings yeah. are all inclusive. It'll just, it'll, it'll. So do we call them warlock circles? I love it. Or well, men can be circles? witches too. I, I, I know, I know. But again, they're, the language they're going to understand. I have a feeling you are. You have a bit of an inner witch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what, uh, now for the Footnose Wellness Retreat, how, I, I want to understand because I think I signed up for yours. Shut up. Yeah. Yay. So what's what am I, what can I expect? Well, I do that? have a recipe. So I do it monthly, and I mm-hmm. have a res- a base. You know, a good recipe base, and mm-hmm. then I I add the extra add-ons, the the spices, the sweetness to it, and it depends okay. on the season. So mm-hmm. we're entering Maybon, which is the second. Um, harvest festival it's a of the eight sabbaths and so it's all it's like the witch's thanksgiving so Mm -hmm. what we do we usually start with we always release so i usually have a big fire where we're burning shit however we're in a hotel so i'll burn it later but we still do a form of releasing because if you want to invite things into your life you have to let things go Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's a base and then we just build upon that and we'll probably do some kind of um, spell work or a protection spell. We'll see. I'm still weaving it. I like, yeah. I'm a last minute witch because yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. feel what's happening in the, the I, air. I, but I agree with that because, you know, like I always have a, when I, you know, teach a course or do a talk, I have my outline, but then you have to go with, like, especially with my meditations, you know, it's like, what energy do we got in here? What do I feel we need? What are, yeah. What's what's the stuff people have been dropping and talking about? Okay, we need to talk about this and, you know, uh, heal this. Well, and I'm sure you can feel the person before they come. So you have Mm. an idea of, okay, what I need to do, and that's going to change because they're always changing. So that's the same with groups. I'll have it it planned, but then I'm like, oh, I need to switch something here. Yeah, now that I know you're coming, I'm going to ah. really make it awesome. <laughs> Excellent. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've heard, I'm actually going with low expectations. Yeah. That's what I tell people. When you come to my stuff, come in with low expectations. Yeah. And they're like, why? And I'm like, and then you're always pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely something to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that whole just, you know. Accept it as it comes yes. because it's all for our good. Yeah. You know, even the crazy shit, it's all part of yeah. the plan. You know, it's well, all part a lot of, the of people I find they come in and like, what the fuck is happening? And then after they leave, geez, I really like that. But it's interesting. Like, you know, you look at the stuff that we feel as normal and acceptable, say in Christianity. Right. You know, um, 70% of Christianity is Wiccan. With a Christianity, uh, you know, on stamp it. on it, right? You know, all the holidays, a lot of the rituals, sites. all of it 
was stolen mm -hmm. and it was just basically like we got to we want these people to believe this so we're just going to blend the two yeah. tell them that this god is this god and this god is this saint and you know so on and to make it palpable to convince people yep. and they're like we don't care as long as we have our parties and our rituals exactly. and our transitions yeah, christmas and then they just start getting yeah, exactly <laughs> so i do think and especially you know those of european descent mm -hmm. would feel a connection because this is this is their dna you know uh whether you believe in you know your DNA genealogy or your past lives or whatever. You know, Chris and I talk about this and I don't believe in past lives, but how I describe it is mm -hmm. there's, I can't remember what number is it, like 70% of our DNA they call yes. junk DNA. Yeah, oh, okay. And they don't know what it does. They don't know its purpose. No way. But I think junk DNA mm -hmm. is our ancestral memories. I thousand percent Agree. In our DNA. Yeah. So it's, I don't necessarily, what people are experiencing, because I don't think everyone was a pharaoh in Egypt. No, not okay. everyone was a princess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, shut your face. Sorry. You I just high five. I know. <laughs> I, I actually was a past life, um, like, practitioner, uh -huh. and I stopped doing it because I found it's bullshit, and half the time, it was actually a lot closer to them as ancestral DNA. Okay. Mem mem imprints on their... Yeah. And so these are the experiences and the yeah. memories and the trauma and the joy and all these experiences yeah. that our genealogies had for millions of years yeah. and it's written in the dna and it's passed on will we ever be able to read it uh will we do we have to heal from it all these concepts that all these different you know whether it's past life stuff karma all these things it all fits into that idea of course um but it to me it seems much more i can connect with it and understand it better because i'm like okay that makes sense you know, I do like a bit of science too. Yeah. But just to understand that, okay, that's not my trauma. Mm -hmm. That's just theirs. Exactly. So I don't have to relive, um, it. relive it. I don't have to punish myself for any past transgressions. It's theirs. You know, it's just this understanding that we are all continually, you know, our only goal is humanity is to continue to evolve. Evolve, yes. And improve and make the world, you know, our community stronger and better and hopefully, you know, balance it with the planet eventually someday. Yeah. But, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, to me, that's, uh, you know, what all that represents. It's our, you know, uh, connection to the yeah. past. We carry that with us. Well, I guess that's what they say. It's like it stops like with the mother when she heals, you know, the, yes, it's not no. passed down or that I can't mm -hmm. the same, mm -hmm. but everything break the cycle, breaking the cycle kind yeah. of thing. I, and I look at it like I'm, I take women on trips to Ireland and Chris was telling me about this. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because my dad's Scottish and when you look at me, I'm biracial, uh, <laughs> but my one side, my dad's Scottish MacArthur's and that was yeah. my maiden name. But, um, I don't know. I was drawn to go to Ireland. So I did the DNA thing mm -hmm. and sure enough, there was Irish and the exact area that I go to, which is, uh, North Northwest Ireland, mm -hmm. which is not the most popular area, but that's what I was drawn to because it's imprinted in yes. your DNA. Yeah. You cannot avoid it. Yeah. It's there. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. have to be your experience. 
experience. Like some people are scared of water, like my mom's mm-hmm. side, African side. So they're scared, they were enslaved. So you think about why a lot yes. of Africans are scared of water. Yeah. Don't swim. Yeah. Because they have that memory of going across the ocean, yeah. <laughs> ripped from their families or cultures. Yeah. Some boats dr- like mm-hmm. um, you know drown, people drowning and stuff. There's a lot of fear in that. But yeah. so my mom made sure that my brother and I learned to swim to break yeah. that cycle. Yeah, it's interesting. That's fascinating. You know, uh, Chris and I did the West Highland Way across Scotland um, a few years back. So it's like a hundred mile hike through the Highlands. Amazing! So I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we hiked right through the old McCollum clan, you know, lands. And there's something about going back to where you can that's feel from. It. There is a, a, a connection and energy it's to home. that. And that's why we we're drawn to these different places, but really every whole planet is our home. But yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed this talk. This yeah, was a lot of fun. Too. I think we've got some interesting ideas out of this. I can't wait. And, and I'm very excited to come to your session. So, what? All of those listening that are like, hey, I want to be a witch, uh, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? How, how do they connect? Oh, gosh, everywhere, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I love social media and I hate social yes, media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch for me posting something. I always have to find something to post. <laughs> no, I don't, Instagram or, okay. yeah, Jillian White um, is my website. I can't remember, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will find those and they'll yeah. all be in the description at the end of the yeah, podcast. I appreciate so if anyone's that. looking for. Yeah. More information. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been wonderful. I really appreciate you coming by and sharing um, you and your energy. And I can't wait for a man circle. Yeah, (laughs) I know. We're going to have to come up with a fun name for that. I'll have to come and experience one before so (laughs) I know what we're doing. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you.